Hey, I'm so glad you're here with us. And I just wanted to say, man, isn't it so good to like worship together wherever you are, whatever life looks like for you right now. It is so important to just like break from the chaos and the clutter of life and reflect our hearts back on who God is and what he wants to do in our lives. Listen, there's so much going on at Grace Free Church and whether it's building the campus towards Tremont or we're, we're deep into our planning for Christmas Eve, we have some really incredible stuff planned for you, whether you're an online or in-person kind of person. We got incredible stuff planned for you, and we're really excited about what God's doing through Grace Free Church on our online location, at our Cresona location, and what will soon be our Tremont location. Lots of cool stuff. I'm just thankful that you're a part of it. The best is yet to come. I'm so thankful that you're a part of it, and this journey has been absolutely amazing, even in the midst of the challenges that we've seen this year. We're in our message called Peace Thief. Listen, I want to jump into this last one. I've been struggling with this one a lot. I'm struggling with how to end it. I think I believe I found what God wants me to preach on, and, and that's what we need. We just need His Word to break through the clutter. I want to talk about hard hearts it's something that we all deal with from time to time. It can creep into our lives. It's the peace thief we're ending this whole thing with. We're going to jump into Mark chapter 6 and 1 Corinthians 2 for a little bit at the end of it. I hope it's going to be really encouraging. I hope you got your Bibles ready to follow along. We don't need me this morning, believe me. We just need what Jesus has for us. Would you join me in prayer? God, thank you so much for your word. It's what we need. It's what we need right now. Would you speak to us through it? Would you do what only you can do? No matter who we are, no matter what life has looked like, no matter where we are on our journey with you, maybe we didn't even start a journey with you, some of us, I pray that you break through the walls we build up, that you'd grab our heart's attention, that you would do in our hearts what we need you to do. I don't know what that is for everybody, but you do through your word and through your spirit this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you about uh, hard hearts, and we're going to jump into a passage that I think is so important, and um, it just really is an absolutely incredible account of Jesus walking on water, and I'll preach deep into the middle of this in different accounts before, I think last time was like a year ago. This account I've never preached on, and it caught me this week as I was really wrestling with what to speak on to end this series, Peace Thief. If you have missed this series, scroll back through on our website and check out some of the other ones we dropped uh, in this series. I think they're all really relevant to where we're at today. This one, I think, can creep in to our lives, hard heart. And I'm, I'm going to do something different. Like, I want to read this up front, and then we're just going to kind of break it down. And uh, I want you to pay attention to the beginning of this passage and the end of this passage, because that's what got me as, as we were walking through this. It says this in Mark chapter 6 and verse 45. Get your pens out. Like, it says this, immediately Jesus made, somebody better circle that, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him while he dismissed the crowd, and after leaving them, he went up on the mountainside 
to pray. He had just fed 5,000 people with the disciples. This epic moment where God took a little and he made it a lot. Somebody, if, God, if you give God a little, he'll, he'll, he'll make it a lot. God is a God who multiplies what we give him in our lives. He, he did it. He, he just reached so many people with this epic display of his divinity as he performed this miracle. It was a moment that should have been epic for everybody, but as we'll see in a second, the disciples are just not tracking yet. Kind of like, man, like, like we're just not tracking, but I'm getting, we'll get, we'll get to that. He goes on and it says this, later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake. Somebody, this is like life right now, right? Like they were in the middle of the lake and he was all alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he climbed down into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were complete, this is the part like the beginning and the end, right? Like They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. Hmm. See, that's the part I've never caught before. Like, why are they in the middle of the lake? Why does God make them go into the middle of the lake to go through this frustrating and exhausting couple of hours, these circumstances that would wear them out? Why does Jesus make them go on the lake without him? It's because their hearts were hardened. You see, we can get hard hearts all different kinds of ways. From all different kinds of things. It doesn't matter where you're at on your journey with Jesus. Maybe you haven't even started it. Maybe you're, you're deep into it. Maybe you've been walking with God for a really long time. Maybe you gave him your heart when you were like seven years old. Maybe you gave him your heart yesterday. Maybe you're about to give him your heart today. Like, I don't know where you're at on your journey. Skeptical or believing, struggling or in the middle of the blessing, having a hard heart can creep into our lives all different kinds of ways from all different kinds of angles. Sometimes when you're just holding on to the anger a little bit too long, when you're not dealing with anger appropriately in your life, your heart can get hard. And when your heart hardens towards people and towards God, barriers just come up. Sometimes, our hearts get hardened because we're just exhausted. Like it's just been a really long and difficult stretch. We get tired and worn out by the unending waves that just bash our boat, the, the never-ending, non-stopping cycle of circumstances that just make life more difficult. And we can, we can let our tired, worn-out hearts become hardened. A barrier pops up between people and, and, more importantly, between ourselves and God. 
Sometimes our hearts can get hard just because we're disconnected spiritually. We're just not being filled up. We're just not spending any time in his word. We're just not connecting to him and worshiping him like we should be. We're disconnected. And because we're disconnected from God, it just allows our hearts to get hard. Not as loving, not as trusting, not as caring, not as open, not as willing. A hard heart and a barrier just comes up in our hearts that keeps people out and it keeps God, most importantly, out. Sometimes it's just sin. Like every time I know the Spirit is telling me I need to leave something behind and I don't, my heart gets a little bit harder. The Bible calls that like quenching the Spirit. Like every time I know there's something I need to change and I don't change it, my heart becomes a little bit harder. Every time I indulge my own rebellion, my heart becomes little bit harder and walls pop up in our lives between us and other people, but more importantly, between us and God. You see, a hard heart is a problem, and it's a peace thief. And I don't want to ever think that it's just for those who are angry at God. It pops into all of our lives. The disciples here are ex- had just experienced an epic church service. Man, they were it was so inspiring. Jesus was teaching incredible stuff. And not only that, they like took a couple of loaves and some fish. They broke it. They filled a bunch of baskets. They filled over 5,000, fed over 5,000 people, probably more like 10,000 people because they only counted like the dudes. They don't know how to count church attendance like we count church attendance now. Like it's crazy, jacked up system of counting. They fed it, I mean... It should have been epic, and they should have left that Sunday morning. It wasn't Sunday morning. They should have left that, man, all on fire for God. Everything's great. Everything's amazing. Like, God did this incredible thing. I can't believe it. But by the time Monday rolled around, it wasn't even Monday, right? Like, that hardness had built a wall. They just couldn't seem to get past. It's saying, like, I just can't. I don't know if it was because they're tired. They were certainly on a long stretch of doing things for God. They had been serving Him well, following Him well. I don't know if it was just because they're worn out of the circumstances. They just wanted a break from maybe the chaos of the crowds, the noise that was surrounding them. Maybe you feel that now. Maybe you feel like you just can't. You just can't, like... There's too much noise in your life. There's too much hurt. The circumstances are too big. It's just been too exhausting. You've been following God for a long time. You just can't let the barriers in your heart down. Your heart's becoming hardened towards Him. I think you can tell when our hearts start to become hard in our own spiritual journeys. I think you can tell because we get impatient with people. We get short with people that we know we love, and we get impatient. We're easier to become angry. We become judgmental when we're looking at other people. I don't know, maybe that's some way of protecting ourselves or because we know we're not where we should be. We just decide to judge others and put them down, and misery loves company. So if I'm really miserable, I better cover that up or get some people to join me in it. I don't know. I think we... we we mess up and make bad choices when our hearts are hardened. 
We hurt people that are around us. The fruit of the Spirit's not there because we're keeping God's Spirit out of our lives. There's not more joy. There's not more peace. There's not more self-control. There's not more patience. There's not more love. There's less of all of those things. Because the circumstances in our life and our unwillingness to bear our hearts before God has allowed barriers to come up. And a hard heart steals your peace along with a whole bunch of other things. And and here's why we're ending with this one. Because I know all of the answers. And you could too. You hear all of the stories. It's not your first rodeo. You've been to church a time or two. You listen to the whole series about peace. And even though we're hitting peace time after time after time again, even though sometimes these sermons may stir up something in you, maybe God's been trying to do something in you, it's so easy to just, I can't. I don't want to change. I feel apathetic. I don't know if I can let this barrier down and trust God deeper with my heart. I'm just too tired. It pops up in the comments of videos all the time that we post on TikTok and different platforms. People just saying like, I hear you, but I can't. I can't trust. I can't let the barrier down. I can't let go. I I can't let go of this anger. I can't move past this bitterness. I can't forgive. Barrier after barrier after barrier getting in the way where God wants to move your heart. And he wants to move your heart towards peace and towards health and towards joy and towards things you can't even imagine yet. He will make your heart new if you give it to him. And if you already gave it to him and the hardness has still crept into your life, it's time to say you can have all of it again. I've gotten in the way. I've gotten in the way. Jesus, he makes them. Like he's on the full send. He's on the full scent for their heart, and he's on the full scent for your heart too. We don't pay attention when we're exhausted, and it's harder for him to break through. I wish we would get it in the blessing instead of the struggle, but too often we get it in the struggle instead of the blessing. Like, I wish we would get it and be overcome by his blessing for us, but so often our eyes won't turn to see him in a new way until we're in the midst of the struggle, and so he makes them get in the boat. And go across the lake without him. Jesus went up to the mountains to pray. And the disciples are out in the middle of a lake. In the middle of a lake that has wind pushing against them. Waves pushing against them. And it's a picture of what my life looks like. But Jesus was on the full send for their hearts. And if he couldn't win their hearts in the blessing. He would win their hearts in the struggle. So that he could move them to where their hearts and they needed to be. They couldn't be amazed by the miracle. So they'd be amazed by his presence in the middle of the storm. I don't, I want to be paying attention to God and what he wants to do in my life 
all the time. It's an awareness that we have to foster and feed in our lives. I don't want to just be aware of God or looking for Him in the struggle. I want to be looking for Him every day. I don't want to miss what He, what he does at the sermon on a Sunday. I don't want to miss what He does when He takes the bread and the loaves and He breaks them open. I don't want to miss it today. I don't want to miss it yesterday. I don't want to miss it tomorrow. I don't want to miss it the day after that. I know my circumstances will change and there will be good days and there will be bad days. There will be easy sailing and rough seas And every moment, no matter what my circumstance looks like, I want to be paying attention and aware of what God wants to do in my heart. That's the way to experience the fullness He has for us and the peace He wants to give us. It's the way to experience the love He wants to overwhelm us with. i got to be more aware. If I don't get it in the blessing, though, I'll get it in the storm. And here they are. Jesus, he's watching. He's just on the, on the beach. He loves his disciples. He hasn't abandoned them. He's just watching them as they're in the middle of the lake, putting sweat equity into trying to get to where they want to be, where they should be, and seemingly getting nowhere, stuck in the middle <laughs> with him. He's watching and the waves, it's, it's a picture of my life, the lake. <laughs> it seems like it takes forever to get to where I want to be. It seems like the place I need to be is a long way off. And I'm starting to wonder if I'm ever going to get there. It seems like every time I try to move forward, it just seems like another wave of life is smacking me in the face, pushing me back. It seems like so hard to go anywhere. And sometimes it seems like I'm in the middle of this lake and this life by myself, that God isn't around, He's not paying attention, and I'm just left in the struggle by myself. But God wasn't gone. He was watching. Even as they got frustrated and exhausted because circumstance after circumstance, wave after wave seemed to push them back. He was watching and waiting for the right moment when their hearts would be at the right place to see him clearly and anew. There they are. and Maybe you feel like that, right? You feel like you're not getting anywhere. If you feel like The place you want to be is a long way off and you're starting to wonder if you're ever going to make it. If you feel like God's nowhere to be found and you're in the middle of the struggle all by yourself, left to like get through the storm by your own accord with your own strength and sweat and blood and tears. Like if you feel like you're not getting anywhere in life, you need to know that God is still on the full scent for your heart. He is working in the middle of the struggle to get your heart where it needs to be. He wants to show himself anew to you and he has more than you could understand, more than you have seen And more than you have heard waiting for you, he's on a full send for your heart. What's your heart need? My guess is it needs to let go of some barriers that you built up because some junk hasn't gone your way in your life. 
because some things have been really difficult, because some people have hurt you or betrayed you, because you felt the sting of disappointment, because you're stuck in the fog of depression, because your circumstances have not been what you have wanted or dreamed of or hoped for. I get it. It's so, so hard. But God is on a full send for your heart, what your heart needs from him. It's time to stop holding up the stiff arm to God, to let down the barriers and to let him have our whole heart, our whole heart. He, uh, disciples are out there in the middle of the struggle, right? And here he comes. God still sees you. He still hears you. He hasn't left you. He's not far off. Your struggle is not lost on him. And he's coming for you to show himself in a new way to you. It's scary though, right? It's scary when God starts to break us down. It's scary when he starts to when he allows us to be in the middle of the struggle, it's scary when we don't know what he's doing. It's, it's scary when we don't know where he is. It's, it's scary and uncomfortable when it seems like the walls are being pulled back to our life. It's scary to let go of the walls we build and the barriers we put up between God and other people. It's scary. It was scary for them. They're out in the middle of their struggle and Jesus, he comes to them walking on the lake. Something they hadn't seen before. It was for sure messing with them. They think it's a ghost. They're terrified, Scripture tells us. But in the midst of their fear, Jesus speaks to them. Take courage. Don't be afraid. It's I. You don't have to be afraid in the middle of the struggle because Jesus loves you. He is moving towards you. He's on the full send for your heart. You don't have to be afraid because you can take courage. You can choose in the middle of the struggle and the confusion to take courage, not because the waves have changed, not because the wind has died down, but because God is speaking through the wind and through the waves and you can take courage not in who you are or what you can do for yourself. You can take courage because of who God is and what he will do through you. He said, in this world you're going to have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. Your courage, your strength, your hope, it's not found in yourself and it's not found in, in safer seas. It's found in who he is. He has never left you. He's not going to forsake you. You see, he says, take courage, it's I. Don't be afraid. While the wind is still raging and the waves are still crashing against the boat, the storm's still going on. The winds don't die down in the boat. The winds don't die and the waves don't stop until he climbs into the boat with them. Before he climbs in, he says, take courage. 
You can take courage no matter how bad your life looks. You don't have to be afraid no matter how difficult the next challenges look. Not because of who you are, not because of what your circumstances look like, but because a God who loves you sent his son for you. You can have courage because of who he is. He climbs into the boat with them. The winds die down and they were completely amazed Completely amazed. They didn't get it yet because their hearts were hardened. They couldn't see it in the blessing, but in the struggle, they saw Jesus in a new way. I wonder in this last struggle, for some of us, it's been going on for a while now. I wonder in this last struggle, 2020, a pandemic, chaotic world seems to be divided and relationships torn apart. I wonder in this last struggle if you've been seeing him clearly or if a heart that's hardened, that's exhausted, that's worn out has been getting in the way. I wish for a moment we just let go of the storms and the things we've been hanging on to, let go of our anger and our bitterness I wish in a moment we'd say, God, it's been a struggle and I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. It seems like no matter how hard I push forward, it's just not getting anywhere. I'm exhausted. I want to quit. But before I do, would you show me who you are? What have you been trying to show me all along that I've been missing? What about my heart? Do I need to do I need peeled back? What, what do you need from me? What can you do? I, I want you to have my heart. I want you to have my life. I want, I want in the middle of the storm to see you clearly. You see, I think a whole lot of people have gotten caught up in all kinds of chaos and anger and arguments these last couple months, and they're missing what God wants to show them about himself. I don't want to miss it. I hope you don't want to miss what God has been trying to show you in this struggle. He wants to move your heart and show himself to you. And sometimes he'll flood you with joy. Sometimes he will remove things that you have been treating like a God. Sometimes he will take away things that you have been using to, to cover up the real needs of your heart and the wounds you have. Sometimes he will peel back the tough, scaly layers of our hearts that we build up over time. And while it can hurt and be scary, he will always use what is lost and what is left to move us where he needs us to be. He'll use what's lost and what's left to move us to do in us what our hearts need him to do in us. If we'll just be willing to let him in until he'll amaze us. Maybe you've never, never really let him have it, your heart. Or maybe you've been clinging on to these walls of apathy and all these barriers we build in our lives. Well, today is the day to, like, quit that game. Say, I'm, I'm done, God. Peel back the barriers of my heart. You can have it. It's, I'm not getting anywhere. And I need, I need to see you clearly. I need you to do your thing in my life. 
First Corinthians chapter 2, 9, it's written to a church. It's talking about the glory that is ours. It's so cool. The Bible talks a lot about the glory of God. And here in this passage, it says that, no, we, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. How cool is that? None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord Jesus. It's talking about what God has prepared for us. And he, he says this, he says this, it says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Here's what that means. It means that you have a tomorrow you have a tomorrow that God has prepared for you. And I know today stinks. I know today is difficult. I know today makes you want to quit. But through faith, God has a tomorrow for you that he has prepared you for. It is different than today. It's better than today. He has a tomorrow that he wants to step you into. Give him your heart and let him take you there. Today isn't the end of your story. You have a tomorrow. It also means that your eyes haven't seen, your ears haven't heard, and your mind can't comprehend what God has prepared for you. In this moment, in the struggle right now, you can't get the whole picture of what God has preparing for you. He's prepared something amazing for you. And if all you see now is pain and the struggle, you need to know you're not seeing the whole picture. If all you hear now is, a, is a, the opposition and the noise and the chaos and the put-downs, you need to know you're not hearing it all today. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has for those who love him. He's preparing. It also means that heaven awaits. <laughs> that God has prepared so much for you through his son on a cross and an empty tomb. Your story, it doesn't have to end in hope and despair and heartache. Your story ends with heaven through faith in Christ, the cross and the empty tomb. I hope that's where your heart lands because I know that he has prepared for you more than you ever could have imagined. He loves you. Will you let down the barriers you build up in your heart, the exhaustion you've been holding on to, the bitterness that has been stealing peace from you? Would you let down the barriers we build up because of our circumstances? Would you realize that he's always been there, that he's been watching, that he, is, he wants your heart, all of it, and he wants to move you and your heart where it needs to be for what he has prepared for you. Let's pray. Dear God, I pray that if we haven't, this would be the moment we say, like, this is my heart. You can have it. You can have my life. You can, I'm tired of holding the stiff arm up to you. I'm tired of getting in the way of what you want to do in my life. I'm tired of holding on to bitterness. I'm tired of not forgiving people I need to forgive. I'm tired of the exhaustion. I'm tired of it all. I need you to take my heart and do with it what you need. Would you show yourself to me in a new way? I give you my life. For those of us that have professed faith, God, I pray our prayer would be, and we cling to these things that just get in the way of what you want to do in our lives. The opinions of others, they matter too much. The news, the circumstances, it matters too much. You should matter more. 
Forgive us for letting our hearts drift towards apathy and hardness. Forgive us for indulging a disconnection in you, for indulging in sins, for holding on to things we should not hold on to. We want to start fresh. You can have all of us. In Jesus' name, amen.